The following audio is from Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio. For more information about Morningstar, visit morningstardayton.org. Hi, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Ben. I'm the associate pastor at Morningstar Baptist Church, and I'm joined by the lead pastor, John Decker. John, how's your day going today? It's good, Ben. How's your day going, man? It's going, man. We are on the house hunt right now, yeah. so it's <laughs> That's right. It's stressful. Yeah, I was going to say, man, you guys last two days have been hitting the, the trail pretty hard looking for houses, and, and is in this market, it's nuts because as soon as they go up, like yeah, there's they're... offers made, you find that one, and then it's somebody's already paid an offer on it or it's sold it's it's, inc- it's insane it is it's wild in this area right now we looked at on friday of last week we looked at five and by the time we got home all five were pending <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just a it's a really interesting world to live in when we bought our first house it was in the down market and so mm-hmm. it's a completely different world and so now it's just a, a it's a different thing to be a part of it's yeah it was how we spent our Mother's Day. We drove around and looked at houses. Right. So, so it would be great if somebody just had like $300,000 just to give to you, just gift it to you. Say, hey, go buy a house. Go have a house built. Or just give a house that they're not using. You know what I'm saying? Just, hey, here you go, buddy. If you have a house and maybe you've been <laughs> so blessed by this podcast, <laughs> you want to give me a Because your house. life has been enriched so much by yes. listening to us talk, right? <laughs> yes. That would be amazing. Um, but... I, we're going to continue to look because I think that's probably the more likely <laughs> probably, option. Yeah, it's definitely the more realistic option there. Yeah. We're going but, to have to purchase something. So, but yeah, but I know we've been praying for you, man, because it's a, it's a big deal and, and making that move uh, back last winter, this past winter. And then now actually having a position now where you guys can go buy one, but now it's just buying one that nobody's already bought. That's the, that's the key. So, um, but man, it, it'll happen. So it will, it will. We're trusting that the Lord has got um, something cool up his sleeves like he always does and and can't wait to see what what that is um for our family it's just another chapter it is for our family but i'm a planner and yeah. so my um unhealthy need for control doesn't doesn't always do the best through through these moments so i'm, right. I'm it's it's one of those stretch moments for for us and so right. we're uh we're working through it but it's it's exciting it, yeah. it really is exciting um we we love it here and it's been a a fun thing to be a part of. We've had some amazing, it's almost been five months that we've been here or it's, it's like right at five months that we've been here. And so it's just, it's wild to think that five months ago we started all this. It is man. Look how far uh, we've come in five months and everything God's done. And, and it's, it's a lot of fun. And and speaking of that, I mean, this even Sunday was mother's Mm day. Right. And, I don't know where people came from, but they came and we had a great, man, a great crowd and the mm-hmm. energy was amazing and we made much of Christ and it was, it was just awesome. And you weren't, it's, it's a day you weren't expecting that many people to show up and you're like, okay, this is, this is nuts. Right. We expected a good crowd because people always come to the church with their mom on right. Mother's Day, but we didn't expect, um, one of our highest crowds mm-hmm. outside of the Easter Right. Um, the high, the highest crowd we've had outside of Easter. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And then, you know, still had a number of first time guests and a lot of returning guests that just mm-hmm. have been coming since Easter, which is really cool to see that the follow-up is working and the, and what we're doing. And, and obviously it's God, it's not anything we're doing at all. It's completely God doing that. But 
but to see that he's blessing and the people that came on Easter now they're keeping they're they're still coming. Yeah. And then you have even more come from Mother's Day, knowing that hey, they're here with mom or grandma. Right. Um but um traditionally at our church, looking back, that hasn't been the case on Mother's Day mm-hmm. where you've had that kind of a of a showing and, and so man, it was just it was just more people to be able to hear and be challenged by God's word and that's what excites us. Right. Yeah, it's just been it's been awesome to watch life change happening, to watch people's mind change on what church is uh, and what church is, isn't, pardon mm-hmm. me. Um, whether it's the idea that, you know, church is just a thing that I come and do and really that religious working. We don't like to admit that even in in great churches that there's a lot of religious people. We want to say there's all people that are pursuing relationship and pursuing um authentic life following christ but the reality is there's a lot of people that are just putting in what they need to put in um to make themselves feel better and and man it's it's a it's a it's a crippling thing to live in that world and i know i've lived in that world before and to watch people begin to go from just coming to church to really giving their life away to Christ and following him has been a cool journey to watch. It has. It has. And really what you're talking about, it really boils down to, to really honestly one simple word, which is culture mm-hmm. and watching, you know, as we've, as, as we've come in and, and, and working on the culture of, of our church even in, we're not there yet. You know, we're still a work in progress and we're still just trying to stay out of God's way, but just culture of our churches is what you do. And it really, a lot of times it, it becomes a culture of religion mm-hmm. and the do's and the don'ts. And, um, this is my ministry. This is the way our church is done. And, and it, it becomes closed off. And, um, and really, it, if we don't, and, and there's no such thing as a good culture, or bad culture. It really boils down to what I was reading earlier: is a healthy culture versus an unhealthy culture. Right. Um, and to take a look at our church, and so let's just look at our, from our church. We don't even put any other churches on the microscope because we only have to answer for what what's happening here. Is that just does our church have a healthy culture? I think we could look past over the over the past year since I've been here, and I would say that we it is healthier. Yeah. Right. Um, we have some ways to go still, but. To look back and go, okay, it's definitely healthier now than what it was. Yeah. And and we we really hit it hard. I mean, obviously Sunday we talked about moms and we honored our moms and really what it was is we honored it was really more of a, a thing of don't give up based on you know in our prayers don't mm-hmm. you know I, I, can we really claim the type of prayer life that that as we looked at the life of Hannah that she right. claimed right as in the way she prayed so it was really for everyone but talk about mothers but before that the few weeks before that we really hit our culture hard. We of did. our church um, so much so that we wrapped up that sermon two weeks ago by saying either get on or get out of the way. Right. Um, because God's going to do something here at Morningstar like he already is. And either you want to be a part of that or you don't. If you don't, that's fine. There's there's no bad feelings. Just But get out of the way because we have enough people here who want to see God change lives. And we have enough people here who want to see God um, save some people in their eternity, get, save them to heaven and forgive their sins and restore their marriages that, Hey, we, we just need to move forward with that. And this week's going to be no different. Right. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, uh, I'm excited about the series we're starting and it's called the mountain. Right. And it's uh nothing, nothing profound, but we're going to break down 
the Sermon on the Mount. And I don't want to give, I could sit here and preach the whole sermon. I know, I know. you're You're excited. looking at me like, don't do this right now. Yeah, yeah so like, keep, keep the floodgates, man. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's hard because I'm that pumped about it. I mean, yeah. you, you, you've seen me pouring over materials and looking and really seeking God's face in this. But what I love about the sermon, I will give this part away, though. Okay. okay. Is it, it didn't, nothing Jesus said or did happen in a void. There's context behind everything that he said and everything he did because he's, he's Christ. Like he had a purpose behind everything. And so by the time he gets to that point where he's called his disciples and now he lays out in Matthew five, this, we call it the sermon on the Mount. It's just because he was on a, a higher elevation talking to his followers. He is really talking, not in a vacuum. He's talking in to a situation where the religious culture had dominated the Israelite society. It had dominated, right. not even Israelite, but it, it is impacting the world. Right. Because, you know, and you know, I'm not preaching the choir, but the Jews were set apart to be that light to the world of how God wanted to interact with his creation and how he wanted to re re react and respond to them. And they had totally shut that off. Right? right. So when Jesus gets up, he's hitting a culture of the do's and don'ts of the Pharisees. And he's hitting a culture of, um, hey, we're better or, you know, th there's. Um, it's more about how, how good you can be on the outside instead mm -hmm. of how holy you can be in your relationship with God. And he start he just kicks that whole sermon off. What we're going to talk about this week, it, it, they've been nicknamed the Beatitudes, but right. it's talking about, you know, blessed is the, it, it, and we're looking at that. And Jesus is combating culture in right. that because he's basically saying, as we go through this, this series is it's about me. Sure. <laughs> it's about me and your relationship with me. And, it, I, I can't wait, man. It's going to be super cool, but it's a great message for our church and really for all churches is that what's our culture, right? Is our culture about just being church because we were, we've done this for 60 years where right. our church has been, or are we about taking our culture, which culture in a church is what you do and using that to impact those who are outside of our church? Um, and we've got it. And, and obviously, so we're, we're healthier now than we were. Right. We got a long way to go. Sure. Um, but I'm excited about the road we're on. And it's a journey that you and I are sharing together with the people of our church. Mm -hmm. And um, and this is this is really this is going to be kind of a pivotal moment for our church. This series really it really is. Yeah. And, and I think called Jesus talked about culture. Culture is super important. He talked about culture a lot. And it's so funny. Um, culture has become in church meetings Culture, culture and mentoring have become two buzzwords that mm -hmm. we're hearing right. a lot. And, right. And and there's there's this idea of how are we responding to the culture around us mm -hmm. and then what is the culture of your church or your organization. And right. there's a, a, a friend of ours, Jason Harmeyer, uses a phrase a lot of times um, that culture is created by design or by default, mm -hmm. that, that you can either work to create a culture mm -hmm. or culture will just be created by what happens. Right. And, and I think it's really easy if you're not paying attention and if you're not being intentional to allow culture to just create itself and then culture can become king and culture because it's kind of been created by what everybody's doing becomes untouchable because it's what we know and what we feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. And so I think what was dangerous, especially in America, um, is we have the church has a certain culture and everything as we we begin to 
try and identify how are we reaching people? How are we accomplishing the Great Commission? And how are we being a church that is for lost people, that is equipping our people to reach lost people? It's all a question of culture, Mm. but it requires culture change, and culture change creates friction. It does, and and anytime there's there's change, there's growth, mm-hmm. right? And where there's growth, there's pain. And mm-hmm. and I think it's actually the opposite way around. But it's the same when there's growth, there's change. Where there's change, there's pain. And it's even when you you even when you're growing. And I think right now, like you have you have Harrison right now, right? Right. And and Harrison's your youngest, and he's teething right now. Mm-hmm. Right. His teeth are coming in, and that causes pain. But the pain is really the result of growth, right? Because his teeth are coming in, right? Sure. And and so it stretches it. Or when you go work out at the gym and people who like, there's a lot of people who love to be healthy and, and they like to do that kind of things. Maybe one day I'll get right and I'll go do that. But, I was going to say, um, uh, when I go work out at the when gym. I, when, I, when I go, if I ever do. Right. But what happens is you're sore the day after, mm-hmm. right? Because there's change. You, you put a change on your body and that change is producing growth, whether growth of muscles or a growth of strength. And it, it's a byproduct of that. And so sometimes people shy away from that. And right. that's really why people don't like change. They don't like change because there's fear in change, but there's pain in change. But the pain is only a result of the growth. It's mm-hmm. not a result of now. There can be bad change. Don't get me wrong. You right. know, um, we're not going to get political or anything. I almost went totally political there, but there's nothing <laughs> as bad. There, there can be bad change. But when we're talking about changing the culture of our church to be for lost people and training our found people to find lost people. There's going to be some growing pains with that. There's mm-hmm. going to be some challenges along the way with that. And that's not something we should shy away from as a church. We need to embrace that. Um, but it really rises and falls on leadership. And and so where we're at right now is setting that culture, mm-hmm. our words creating that culture, and and leading by example, um, leading by, hey, I'm not telling you guys to go out and invite people to church. I'm doing it too, right? right. And, and we're seeing some of the fruits of that even now. Um, but now just getting people to realize that, and, and, you know, when Jesus was talking about this, when he went into the sermon on the Mount, it, it caused some friction. It Mm -hmm. caused some conflict and the Pharisees and the religious leaders who their culture they had built was all about keeping them in power. It was all about empowering them and making them look good and giving them that status. And so here comes Jesus along and he's like, no, 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 wait a minute. It's not about your religion. It's not about this culture you created. It's about me. The culture is about me and about having your heart right as a follower of me. What does it look like to be a part of this kingdom? And and so that's why inevitably, you know, 10, 15 chapters later, they're trying to arrest him. And now they're trying to kill him and he gets crucified because he he totally turned up upside down. Right. 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 So, so Sunday's message is all about the context is all about culture. Mm hmm. And and uh, I can't wait to, to hear as we break that down. And um, I, I love one of the things that I love that we've done recently um, is we've just been straightforward with with mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. Right. And so it's not I think sometimes we sit in some meetings with other pastors and we hear them talk a lot about how do you change culture so that, you know, your people take it really well. And, and I always laugh because. I don't know if it's just our ignorance or or what, but we're not really good at that. Like right. <laughs> our people are very aware that we're we're making a culture shift and and why and our heart behind it and and it's it's pretty wide out in the open. Yeah. Um. That yeah. that the culture and it's not it's not for any reason other than to reach lost people. It, it has is. nothing That's to do it. with with even what we necessarily like. Right. It all has to do with how do we reach lost people and right. 
And so, man, we uh, if you're maybe you're a pastor out there and you're like, man, these guys are talking about changing culture. Don't they know their church might listen to this? Like, yeah, we're hoping yeah, that they yeah. do. We want yeah. them to know because they've already seen the change already. They've mm-hmm. they've seen the drive and the energy and what's happening. And, and I know there's two schools of thoughts. There's the one that says, hey, you know, you, not not being. Not, not saying it'd be deceitful. sneaky, but like, but hey, you got to take your rules slow. No, I want to bring our church along. I want them to see the passion and why we do what mm-hmm. we do. And I want to bring them along with us. And so getting and influencing the leaders and influencers of our church to see this vision and to see what, what God could do with Morningstar Baptist Church here in just outside of Centerville, Ohio, that the amount of people here that are lost and aren't church. I mean, we've had visitors that are coming right now that, that started coming on Easter. Mm-hmm. They've come every week since Easter. And they don't go to, they have never, they don't go to church. They have not attended another church, but yet they're here. And so it kind of shocked people to understand, oh man, here, even in Western Ohio, there's people who don't go to, yes. And, and now they're, they're getting plugged in and they're in this journey on this journey. And it's exciting to see that. And you know what? There are so many more like them. In fact, there's more like them who aren't churched than who are churched. Right. Right. And we got to flip that script because Mm. our mentality is, Everybody knows God. Everybody goes to church, at least Christmas and Easter. So everybody's okay. My neighbor, I'm sure they go to church because maybe they told them they go to church. But really, to be honest, they don't have a relationship. And that's mm-hmm. a cultural mindset of, yeah, I'm, I have a, this, this premise of godliness. Right. But like Bible says, but I'm far from God. Right. Right. What's that Rainer um, stat? Tom Rainer has a, a statistic about people, even within the church, um, that go to church, that are regular attenders of church. Um, uh, nationally, he's got a statistic, right? And, and you quoted the other day. I I know, yeah. So nationally, what what they say, the study says that, um, the belief is that eighty percent of our church members right now don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. They they're going through the motions. They're a church member, even maybe maybe they've even um, you know they're might even serving might be serving somewhere in the church but they've never had that moment where they've given their life to Christ. And 80%, listen, I mean, even Jesus said, there's going to be some of you that stand before me one day and say, Lord, Lord, and, and they're gonna, he's going to say, depart from me, me you work of iniquity, because I never knew you. And that's scary when you think about it. And I think mm-hmm. um, even I think even Francis Chan kind of goes along the same path in some of his recent sermons, even last year, about his passion for people. He even says, look, I'm not here to offend you. He's, I, but And, and I'm going to totally butcher his quote, but he's, I'm not here to offend you. He said, but... How can I stand before God one day and and not share with you, even you here in the church, the gospel and understand that some of you are lost right now sitting in this church and you've been here forever. Right. That was kind of the gist of what he was saying. And uh, and so it's scary. So even people within our own church, within our own culture, mm-hmm. might not even have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And for whatever reason, they either put it off or they think they do, but but they don't. Right. And and I think, again, it's just really interesting. and It's caused. um it's funny because there's also always that school of thought, and and there's not lots of them, but they think, man, these guys are just making this this stuff up as they go, and they're just shooting from the hip. But man, we've there's hours of of reading and research and mm-hmm. into all that we're doing. It's very intentional into what we're doing, and and we're people are like, why are you such a church for lost people? If people want to know that, if people are trying to figure out, well, one because there's a lot of lost people yeah. around us, right. But two, we believe there's also probably lost people sitting amongst us. Among us, right. right. And and we just want to see them come to know Christ. And I'm right. I'm convinced in America a lot of times it's the pride. Man, mm-hmm. it's the if if I've been in church for twenty years, if people knew that I didn't really know Christ and 
and their pride will will send them straight, straight to hell. Straight to hell, yeah, and, absolutely. And they're afraid to to open that up. And so, man, we're we're all about challenging the status quo. But I love because for us, it's it's a safe place to find and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that means if you've been at Morningstar for for twenty years, and you still haven't found mm-hmm. or followed Jesus, that's okay because yeah. it's a safe place, right? Right. To find and follow Jesus. Absolutely. And we have so many things that are that are coming um, down the road here pretty soon where we're we're going to get even more intentional mm-hmm. with with sharing life and and doing some mentoring from some based on some training that you and I went through um, just recently. And um, it, it's going to be hardcore. It's going to be, hey, this is this is kind of like I mean, Jesus spent three years walking around the countryside with these 12 guys sleeping outside and going from town to town. And it was this very intense discipleship. And even by the end of it, they didn't really totally get it until, Mm -hmm. until he actually went to the cross and afterwards. But, but we, we just want to model Christ Mm -hmm. and we, we, we want to, we're going to be all about the gospel because one thing is the fact that a lot of people think the gospel is just good and just really sufficient for their salvation. And they forget the gospel is the power of life. Right. The gospel is the power of our everyday living. We don't graduate from the gospel. It's not like, okay, well, I'm saved. Now. So even people, well, man, if they're all about the gospel, I'm already saved. And why should I? Because, listen, it, the gospel is powerful. Right. And it's still affecting and working in your life, um, even though you're already saved. Like, there's so much more. And give people to understand that and to dive deeper into that. And so that's why I'm excited about our, our upcoming mentoring thing as we, we work through that and try to get that, that put in place and our grow groups that are going to be starting back up again in the fall and, and the things for our kids and, and our youth group is, is, is ramping up and getting ready for a big summer. And then, and then going back to school, even there's, it, it's, it's really, it boils down again to, to culture and our culture of our church is going to be about lost people and training found people to find lost people. It's really that simple. Right. And so so what what are if you were to give a takeaway um from our from our conversation today when it comes to um culture, when it comes to maybe maybe there's a dad listening and he's like, "Man, the culture of my my home is mm-hmm. not what it should be." Right. Or a pastor listening like culture of my church is not what I want it to be or a business owner who says the culture of my business is not what it needs to be or what it should be. What takeaway or what piece of information or would you give when it comes to culture, when it comes to recreating or reshaping culture, what would you give as a takeaway for that? Well, I think one thing and something we even, uh, I even heard today is you can read all the books and you can have all the resources you want on how to lead an organization or lead a church. But at the end of the day, if we're talking to pastors right now, at the end of the day, those books and those people that are helping you are not going to be the ones presenting behind your pulpit on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be the ones interacting with your church people. You are right. You have to set that culture, which means you have to make up in your mind. What are we going to be about? What is God leading this church to be about? What is it? And, and it's, again, it doesn't have to be hard because you just got to go back. What's the original purpose of the church? Right. It's to find lost people and to train found people to find lost people. I know I've said it three times here because that's how important that is. And that's what we're all about. And so and understand that once you make that move, there's going to be some pushback and there's going to be some friction um, in that. And the thing is that, look, if Jesus got friction and pushback, how can we expect that we are not? 
Right. Uh, you know, he went and totally turned upside down a whole religious system because they just totally missed the boat on it. And right. so it's going to happen. And so even for the dad who's like, you know what, I might, the culture of my family is not healthy right now. Maybe it's because we've gotten really sidetracked with sports or with video games or with uh, everything else other than God's things. Guess, uh, one, you're going to have pushback even in your own family. It's it, But here's the deal. That falls on you. Mm-hmm to lead your family. And maybe there's some moms here like, Hey, unfortunately it might fall on you because maybe, maybe husband isn't, isn't as, as in tune with, with Christ as he should be, or maybe husband doesn't have a relationship with Christ and yeah, it falls on. So step up and say, this is what we're going to be about and take that step and understand there's going to be pushback, but the reward on the backside of that is so much better. We, we've kind of experienced it here. Now we, we haven't had a whole lot of pushback here, but when something changes, something happens, people at the backside of it go, wow. Right. Wow. That's, that's awesome to see that work. Um, again, not because we've had a lot of pushback because people are just like, Hey, th- we've never done that, but yeah, let's try it. And on the backside, like, man, okay. Because it's, it, again, change brings pain and pain, but that brings growth. And mm-hmm. so I, w- I would just encourage that it's going to be pushback. Understand that, but take that step, man, and make sure, but before you do, you got to bathe that in prayer, man. You, right. you got to be on your face before God. And, and I don't, I don't share this with a whole lot of people, but, um, and, and this is not definitely in no way a pat on my back, but Sunday mornings, I get at the church about six o'clock on Sunday morning, sometimes a little bit earlier than that. Cause Dunkin' Donuts isn't open yet. And I have to go to McDonald's. Um, but I get here, I walk through the auditorium and I pray over the chairs Mm-hmm. I kneel down in front of the the stage and I pray over what God wants to be spoken that day. I pray for the people that are going to show up that day. And I, and all throughout the week that's happening, I'm just begging God, God, it's got to be you. It's got to be you. It's not my church. It's your church. It's got to mm-hmm. be you. Because the moment I slide myself in there is the moment that it fails. Right. And God's not going to let his church fail. Now, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be hard times, but God's not going to let it fail. And so whether you're the pastor or the dad or the business owner as a follower of Christ, we got to be on our faces before God. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to mother, our mother's day message um, about Hannah and her prayer life. And what does your prayer life look like? And it's, that it was a pretty powerful moment in there out of God's word, not from me, but out of, out of first Samuel right. um, about her prayer and where she was praying from that. She was praying from the depth. The Bible says of her um, anguish and resentment. Mm-hmm. So right now at this church and where we're at, we're not really in a moment of anguish and resentment, but my prayers should be coming from that depth of who I am mm-hmm. and what, what we're going through. Is so Yeah. So my prayers right now are coming from the depths of my passion and my drive that God has given me to, for this church to mm-hmm. reach people and my burden for lost people. And so, man, I, be on your face, man. I, I, I know it's simple, but right. it's, that's really where it starts. It, yeah, I mean, so so that those takeaways are are this: it's it's pray, mm-hmm. pray over it, right? And then take when that you know faith what that step, culture man. is, man. You take that step, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's hard. I mean, we I was telling you I sat with a pastor this week, a friend of mine, who's a pastor in another town, and he was talking about some steps we need to take, and and he knows what they are, and he's at the place where he he knows the next step is to take the step, mm-hmm. and it's. We're not saying it's easy. Right. It's hard. Right. Um, but when it's bathed in prayer and when you know it's what the Lord wants you to do, go for it. Mm-hmm. And then I think the big one, and this is a, another steal from Jason Harmeyer, who's a culture guru. He loves culture. <laughs> and so he talks about it all the time. Um, his words, words create culture. 
and what are you saying? What are you talking about? Dads, what are you commending your kids on most? Mm-hmm. Is is the thing that you're, when your kids know that you're proud of them, is it because of their schoolwork? Is it because of their their sport accomplishment? Or is it because you see them in the, in the Word of God every mm-hmm. morning? Or right. because they're faithful to church? Or because they're trying to walk with Christ? Like where, where are you using your words? What are the things that you're saying? Because culture creates, or words create culture. And same goes for the church. Mm-hmm. We say certain things every Sunday over and over and over and over again. And there's certain things on our walls of our church that you cannot miss because words are important mm-hmm. and words create culture. So be cautious and be intentional with the words that you're using as you're taking those steps because you can be fighting yourself because the steps you're taking aren't matching the words that you're mm-hmm. saying. And if either one of those are out of sync, you'll be labeled a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like this Sunday is going to be an awesome Sunday, and and I would just encourage you, um, if you can be here, if you're in the Dayton area, if you're in the Centerville area, be here. If you can be here, be here. If you can't be here, I would encourage you to take the time um, to watch or listen to uh, our our sermon, and and maybe even go back and and catch up with um, what we've been going through. Uh, walking through our sermon series and what we've been going through in our podcast discussions um, and how and now that you know that we're creating culture go back and look and see I bet you can find some really common threads as this culture that we're trying to to shape and trying to create you can you can see the culture working through as as we're being led by the spirit and as as John as he's he's working through his messages is, is allowing the Lord to lead him where he should go um, but God's leading us to change some culture, and you can see that happening through our podcast discussions, through how uh, we we lead our people forward. And I would just encourage you to now that you've got a look under the hood, maybe go back and see some of those things and, and kind of catch up with what's going on there. So until next time. <laughs>